in the end, we just said, let's just leave it alone and do the same thing, all right? So we're talking about reclining. Just imagine that's like actually what you are. Recline, right? Recline. Tonight is this Monday Thursday. Monday, as I said during the announcements, comes from the Latin word mandatum, which means commandment. Commandment. The commandment of Jesus on Monday Thursday as he washed his disciples' feet and he said to them, this new commandment I give to you, love one another as you have been loved by me. And the other commandment that Jesus gives tonight when he says, take and eat, this is my body for you for your forgiveness. Take and drink, this is my blood for you for your forgiveness. A new commandment of Jesus Christ. We gather together for worship during this Holy Week on Sunday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, not just to remember events of Jesus' life that happened a long time ago. We're not here just to remember things. We are here to actually experience, to re-experience what it is that Jesus has done for us. And so on this night, as we gather together on this Monday Thursday, as we watch what it was that Jesus did with his disciples, as he reclined at the table with them, it's as though for us that we are there. Or maybe even better yet, even more practical, is that Jesus is here. Because he is. And tonight we gather in the very presence of Jesus Christ, where Jesus is truly present here for us, for our peace, our hope, our forgiveness. Jesus is here. As you saw in the video on, on Monday Thursday night, as Jesus was with his disciples celebrating the Passover feast, which Jews have been doing every single year, Every single year, for thousands of years, ever since they were led out of Egypt, out of slavery, every year at this time, they gathered together to commemorate that event, how God passed over them and led them out of slavery to the Promised Land. So that's what they're gathering together to do. It so happens that they're in Jerusalem, because that's where people gathered together. The population of Jerusalem swelled at this feast time. And so Jesus is having this meal with his disciples. And on this night, on this night, Jesus knows his betrayer. He knows that Judas is his betrayer. And yet Jesus dips his hand into the same dish with Judas. And on this night that Jesus knows his betrayer, Jesus still gives him food. He still gives him the feast. He still gives him forgiveness. And Judas... Judas already has in his possession the 30 silver coins. That's already happened. Judas has already betrayed Jesus. He's got the money already. And yet, what does Jesus do? Spends time with his betrayer. Sitting with him. Conversing with him. Feasting with him. Reclining with him. As I mentioned, and as you saw in the video, in biblical times to recline around the table often meant to, to sit on the ground around a, a low table. That's what reclining around the table was like. I had an experience like this uh, when I was in Kazakhstan for uh, two weeks in college for a mission trip. We went to a small 
uh, village in the mountains of Kazakhstan, and we were in a, a tent-like yurt uh, building, and, and the, the villagers there gave us bread, and we sat in this tent around a low table on the floor and broke bread, and it was, a, it was an experience reclining around the table in that sort of sense. But in, in, your, in your minds, when you hear recline, I'm sure you probably think of the lazy boy mentality, kicking your feet up and, and sitting back and relaxing and, and soaking into that you know, nice, comfy chair, right? Whatever your mentality is, when you hear that word recline, that, that definition of reclining, whether it's sitting on the floor around the table or gathered around your own family tables or just kicking back in the chair, when you hear about reclining, you don't envision people moving fast. Right? You, you picture people spending time slowing down. We're not talking when Jesus reclined at the table, we're not talking about, you know, pull through the, the fast food drive-through, shove as much uh, you know, empty calories as you can into your body. Don't talk to anybody. We gotta move on to the next thing because we're busy and frenzied kind of eating. No, we're talking about reclining with one another in order to experience the presence of the other. This is what I want you to hear tonight, and this is what Jesus wants you to hear tonight, is that in the midst of your running ragged, Jesus is with you to recline with you. Jesus wants you to know that, that in the midst of this chaotic and frenzied world, that there is a peace that is not of this world, and his name is Jesus and he comes into your life in order to offer you hope and a different sort of reality. Jesus wants you to know this so that tonight you can truly experience his real presence. My dad, my dad <laughs> takes a 12-minute nap every day. 12 minutes. <laughs> On the clock, my dad does it every day. He sets the thing on his, on his phone or on his watch. 12 minutes. He has my entire life. If, if my dad doesn't get his 12-minute nap, he's not a happy camper. My mom is here tonight. She can attest to this. He hasn't napped in a couple weeks. That's why she's here and he's not. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, you know, he takes a 12-minute nap every day. Uh, you know, and oftentimes when we're together, uh, he'll, go to a, he'll go to a quiet place and he'll uh, take his 12-minute nap. Uh, but we have been together at times where he can't get to a quiet place, and he literally will lay down in the middle of the floor with grandkids running all over the place, and, and he falls asleep right there for just for 12 minutes. The man looks like, like the image of peace in the midst of chaos. <clears throat> And in a way, I believe this is what the image of Jesus reclining with his disciples just might look like. See, on this night that Jesus is betrayed, Jesus knows what's going on around him. He knows what's going on. Jesus knows, even though his disciples don't seem to know. Even though he's been very clear with them. If we had rewound a couple more minutes... Uh, you would have you would have seen the story still in Matthew chapter 26. At the beginning of Matthew 26, uh, two days ago, Jesus had said to his disciples, "In two days, we're going to celebrate the Passover feast, and when we go to celebrate the Passover feast, the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified." So he had told them that, and then the next day, they're they're together, and the woman pours an expensive bottle of perfume on his 
head and the disciples scold that woman because they say, what are you doing? We could have sold that expensive perfume and given the money to the poor. And Jesus says, you're always going to have the poor among you, but you're not always going to have me. She's done a wonderful thing. She's getting me ready for burial. Jesus couldn't have been more clear with them, yet these guys still don't understand what it is that he is doing. Jesus knows the chaos that is about to ensue. Soon, very soon, after this meal, they're going to walk out of the city, through the valley, up on the mountain right outside of the city of Jerusalem, and there, while he's praying, Judas and the soldiers will come and arrest him. Jesus knows what is about to come. He knows the chaos that is about to ensue. And yet, now, in this moment, with all of this going on, what does Jesus do? He reclines. He reclines. With who? With his betrayer. With sinners. With his friends. And so tonight, my friends, Jesus reclines with you. With you, betrayers. With you, sinners. With you, friends. Jesus is peace in a troubled world. He is comfort in the midst of chaos. He is solace in the midst of stress. And he brings it all to us by stepping into this world to bring us his true presence to recline on us. I believe we all need this chance to recline with Jesus. We are people who live in a troubled world. We're aware of the brokenness and the busyness of this world. We know how frenzied and frantic our lives are, and we need this presence of Jesus Christ to come and recline with us. And tonight, this is what Jesus offers us in the Lord's Supper. It's exactly what Jesus offers us in the Lord's Supper. This is a feast for troubled people. We don't have recliners when you come up here, but we do kneel. We do kneel, and, and as you kneel, you know, it's our tradition. I, I don't dismiss each of you uh, after you have the Lord's Supper. You're welcome to stay here for a, a little while, you know, and spend some time in prayer. If you don't want to, afterwards, you can go back to your seat, and we, we printed a prayer for you to pray quietly. Tonight, this feast is for troubled people. It's for broken people. This feast is for sinners, for betrayers, for those who need the presence of Jesus. In this supper, Jesus is truly here. He comes to meet us mysteriously. But he is really here, truly here, physically here, mysteriously here. And why is he here? Because this is what our God does. This is what God does throughout the scriptures. What does God do? God himself comes to broken, frenzied, self-absorbed people to bring peace into their lives and to show them the way to eternal life. It's what God does. He comes to people. Not once in the scriptures does God say to sinners, get yourself right and then you're allowed in my presence. No, he says, I come to you. And this is what Jesus is doing for us tonight. Jesus is here, in with and under this bread and wine, in a mysterious, mystical union for you, for us sinners, for our forgiveness. He is here to offer his whole self for us. So are you ready? Are you ready just to take, take a little time to recline? Are you ready to recline, my friends? Because this is a good place to be.
So this night, as we recline with Jesus, be reminded that he is peace in this troubled world. He is comfort to you in the midst of your chaos. He is solace to you in the midst of your stress. But don't let this presence be limited to this place. God goes with you as baptized children of God as you leave this place. You ride with Jesus. And my friends, as we ride with Jesus tonight, tomorrow, and into Sunday, this ride is leading us through death and to the resurrection. Let's go. Are you ready? In the name of Jesus, amen.